Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up because my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome everybody to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I'm your host, Art Stapleton. And it's after midnight, opening night has come and gone, and I'm not sure how many words you could come up to describe the New York Giants and their performance against the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, but here are a few. Embarrassing, humbling, outplayed, outcoached, outclassed. The Dallas Cowboys, 40. The New York Giants, zero. It is the biggest blowout, shutout loss in franchise history for the Giants. And if you had come up with many ways to describe and to predict what would have happened for the Giants tonight, I would have never imagined 40 to nothing and losing the way they did. Now, let's be honest. If you look back, and it's very easy to take a global view now and look and say, well, the offense, that really the first team only played one series, and they had one series against Carolina. Well, the reality is they had one series in the preseason, and they had one series to feel good about themselves tonight. I mean, let's be honest. That game starts, and at one point, Daniel Jones had 19 yards rushing. Saquon Barkley had 19 yards rushing. The Giants were driving. They were jabbing you know, punch here, punch there. The Cowboys were on their heels. And in a series of plays, Andrew Thomas has a false start. Then John Michael Schmitz skips the snap that goes past Daniel Jones. And then the blocked field goal. That's not only a blocked field goal, but Andrew Thomas gets hurt on the return, hurts his hamstring. And the Cowboys end up scoring a touchdown on it. Now, it was only six points instead of seven because the Cowboys missed the PAT. But ultimately, after that play, it's almost like, you know, it was an avalanche. Like Darren Waller used that word, avalanche, after the game. That when things start working against you, you start pressing and then things start getting worse and worse and worse. And it's true. All of the little things that Brian Dable preaches with this team, all of the things to keep fighting, to be there, this was as humbling a performance as any performance they've had. And now you want to look back at the Eagles in the playoffs last year, and when that game is over, you have an offseason to lick your wounds, to recover, to try to get back to where you need to be in order to compete. And the Giants took the field tonight believing that they did those things this offseason. And then to go out and lose the way they did, 
and be non-competitive after that first series. There's a lot of soul-searching that needs to be done. Now, Xavier McKinney did say, look, it's only one game. By the time we get to Week 10, we think we're going to be a different team. You know, we'll see where that is. We know what we have in this locker room. You know, at some point this week when Brian Dable was talking about this performance, or at least what performance he expected from this team, there was this idea of unknowns. What were the unknowns? And I asked Brian Dable, you know, do you feel like you know what to expect from your team? And he said yes. He said, but there are things about this team that we're going to find out. Last year in the season opener at halftime, the Giants were down. And Joe Shane has said he wasn't sure what team was going to come out in the second half. And the Giants showed moxie. They showed fight. They showed resiliency. They came back and they won that game. We know all about Dable's two-point conversion gamble, Saquon fighting into the end zone, and then they get a little lucky with Tennessee missing the field goal. And they win that game. And that game essentially set a tone for the entire season. Good and bad, we knew what you were going to get from the Giants. Well, tonight, you got to hope that it doesn't set the tone for the remainder of the season. I mean, the only game that I could think of since I've been on the beat that have been close to this, I can go back to when the Rams came here in Sean McVay's first season, put up 51, I believe it was, on the Giants. That was a completely non-competitive game, and they ran it up. I think that was in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. And then off the top of my head, when the Giants had the back-to-back in 2012, when they lost in Atlanta and in Baltimore. Now, Baltimore goes on and wins the Super Bowl that year, but at the time, people didn't view the Ravens the same way. That's the only other games that I can think of in which you thought the Giants were going to compete going into this game and looked at the way things turned out. Now, I'm not ready to start making statements about you know what comes out on social media and the emotions of the game. You know, it's the Daniel Jones is overpaid and what, you know, Maybe Dable's not a good coach and, you know, the offensive line stinks and where the, where's the defensive players to make plays? Look, they, they got outplayed. They got dominated tonight, and it's very concerning. It's concerning because you expected this group to make a jump competitive-wise, but you also thought that they had the talent to compete in certain areas. And after one game, it makes you question what you have. Now, it doesn't mean the season's over. And it doesn't mean that the Giants can't find themselves and move on and get better and then see where they are in the beginning and the middle of the season and then the end of the season. But to come out the way they did tonight, if I'm Brian Dable and his coaching staff, I'm walking in tomorrow, I I have to see how this team is going to react. I need to see the pulse of this team. Because... For all the times we hear about this isn't the same team as last year, this isn't the same team, it's not the same season. Well, guess what? It's not the same season. And everything that they taught us last year about who they were doesn't matter right now. What matters is that 
they need to show something this week. Now, I don't know if they went into practice thinking that they were, they had it all figured out, you know, but this is the scene I take out of tonight's game. And it's not Daniel Jones, although I'm not really sure. I I know Brian Dable said they wanted to keep Jones in because they wanted to get something positive, some some momentum late in the game. I think in that situation, you got to take Daniel Jones out of the game. You're risking an injury. Um, I, I just I disagree with him in that situation. I, I think you know he, it's fortunate that he doesn't get hurt, but I, I know what he's trying to do. But in that situation, you got to take Jones off the field uh, and and just kind of raise the white flag and say, okay, we're we're done here. Um, you know, your, your team was done. They were done. I mean, you see some of them the way they, you know, there were blocks on the second touchdown by Tony Pollard, uh, the touchdown um, that they ended up scoring, you know, with, you know, the the wide receiver basically taking in the end zone, Turbin. um, I I just think that, you know, they need to regroup. And there are times where you just kind of say, okay, we're regrouping and we're going to get ready for next week. You've got two games in five days in Arizona and San Francisco, on the road, you're staying out on the West Coast. There's a lot of soul-searching, I use that word again, that's going to take place for the Giants. And I think we're going to find out who this team is and what this team is all about. Because right now, what they're all about is 40 to nothing. They got skunked, to use Brian Dable's words. And that goes from the top on down. Everything that they were able to do tonight or they weren't able to do tonight, you're, it's fair to question everything. It really is. And I think Brian Dable should be questioning everything. What have they done? What did they do? Did they take it too easy in the summer? Were they more concerned about injuries in the summer, and then all of a sudden, with three days to go before the start of the season, one of the players that you were trying to protect from injuries feels it in his hamstring, and Darren Waller. And then in the first series of tonight, one of your most reliable players, Andrew Thomas, hurts his hamstring trying to chase down a blocked field goal that ends up becoming a touchdown anyway. Now, one of the scenes that was really frustrating, I would think, for the the Giants is the fact that Andrew Thomas did not have a great game. It's the second time against the Cowboys Last year in Thanksgiving, he wasn't at 100% because he had the flu. This time, he's not 100% because after the first series, like I said, in that return of the block field goal, he does something to his hamstring, whether it's a tweak, whether it's serious, we'll have to wait and see. But he was not right. And he's sitting in his chair in front of his locker, kind of facing his locker, talking barely above a whisper. He's a guy that you just gave $117.5 million to. And deservedly so. Andrew Thomas is one of the best offensive linemen in football. At 24 years of age, what he's done, you want him on this team. You need him as a centerpiece, as a cornerstone. But he played poorly tonight. And there are factors in there, but like the several teammates said for everyone, there's no excuses. So with no excuses... The Giants' best players have to look at themselves and say, how are we going to change this? How are we going to fix this? 
I would not look at next week's game in Arizona and all of a sudden say, ah, it's a walkover. I mean, think about the way people were looking about that Arizona game last week. Or even yesterday. Ah, well, whatever they do with the Cowboys, they're going to beat the Cardinals because the Cardinals are laying down. And the Cardinals are tanking for Caleb Williams. And, you know, the Cardinals this and the Cardinals that. The way the Giants perform tonight, I'm not sure if they beat any team in the NFL. Now, there aren't many teams in the NFL that can exploit what the Giants didn't do right tonight like the Cowboys did. I mean, let's be honest. It's probably the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the 49ers. Now, it turns out the Giants are going to see the 49ers in in two games. So, they better correct what went wrong. And I think tomorrow's a big day for the Giants and how this team ends up into the locker room. Now, You've got a lot of young players on this team, a lot of players who, you know, thought they had an identity as far as this team goes. This is the identity now. You just got embarrassed on national television. What are you going to do tomorrow and next week to make sure that when someone punches you in the mouth, that you stand tall and you fight back? Because right now they got punched in the mouth and they didn't fight back. I'm not saying they quit because Brian Dable seemed to take, you know, take a little issue when he was questions about questioned about their their effort and their attitude. I don't think their effort was in question, but you start doubting yourself and you start changing the way you're playing and you're not fighting back. The Giants didn't fight back tonight. Once the Cowboys landed that left hook with the blocked field goal for a touchdown. And then that fluky interception that turned into a pick six for Daniel Jones in Saquon's hands, big hit by Diggs, pops into another Cowboy's hands, and he runs it in for a touchdown. You know, they were fluky plays, and they go against you when you start when things start snowballing, and that's what's happened. So... A lot of things to fix for the Giants. I think there's physical, and I think there's psychological. And uh, as confident as I was that this team would compete tonight, I don't know how they're going to react to this. I'd like to look back at last year and think, okay, I knew last year's team would fight and scratch and claw. The last two games this team played, the one in the playoffs against the Eagles and now this one, they were non-competitive for much of the time out there. And that, to me, is concerning. If I'm the Giants, I'm looking at that, and I've got to nip that in the bud. Because like John Mayer said, and I'll leave you with this, and I'm sure Brian Dable will have heard it from someone and thinks about it himself. John Mara made the comment in the offseason. It was flippantly. They tried to make a joke. But he said, right now, Brian Dable is like Bono walking around New York City. But it's very easy to go from Bono to Bozo. And you know New York, you know the NFL is going to do whatever they can for tonight. The fodder that Brian Dable and the Giants gave them to make this team a bunch of Bozos. And that's the reality that the Giants are working off of now. Is that they're going to be viewed as a laughingstock again. All the work, all the energy, all the effort that they put in last season and then this summer, 
they're right back where they were when teams were doubting them and how good they could be. The biggest question now is, do the Giants doubt themselves? And that's going to be answered over the next week or so because this team is going to be tested in Arizona, staying out there, and then going to San Francisco again in prime time. San Francisco, who, by the way, other than the Cowboys, had the best performance of opening weekend in going into Pittsburgh and throttling the Steelers. So that's where we're at. But you know what? Nothing's changing with me. We're all in in our coverage on the Giants. We hope you stay all in, too. We'll catch you this week. going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.